The safety of your loved ones has never been more important. That's why Safety Insurance offers the Drive with Safety app, which gives you the ability to monitor driving habits that will help improve the performance of every driver in the family. Plus, save 5% on your auto policy. Ask an independent agent about Safety Insurance. We'll help you manage life's storms. To me, the whole thing with the finger under between the legs, antiquated, archaic. Oh, it is. I mean, the whole thing is freaking silly. Felger and Mass, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook on 98.5, the Sports Hub. Bills come in on a roll. They won seven of the last eight. And after a three seats at the MVP table, Josh Allen's grabbing one of those. Yeah, I don't know if Bill Belichick would agree with you on that. He Talking with him this week, he didn't buy into the Josh Allen craze. He said, you know what? We actually played pretty good defense against Josh Allen when we played in November. And you know that Bill Belichick will have something cooked up for Josh Allen. If you think the Buffalo Bills are just going to roll the ball to the 50-yard line and take a victory lap around Gillette Stadium, that man has another thing coming. Yeah, look. Look, he had, there was no question that Bill really got fired up when we were talking to him about potentially being swept, Josh Allen being one of the MVP favorites. He was not having any of it. And I can guarantee you he coached his football team about as hard as he probably coached it all year long leading up into this game. It's hour number two of a big boy Tuesday. Greg Bedard, Boston Sports Journal. In our town for entire studios here in Waltham, we're brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook on 98.5 The Sports Hub and the simulcast that beams across New England and the country on NBC Sports Boston. That to me is, that I sort of take that moment as something of a seminal moment in this phase of Belichick's tenure here. And that was from the Monday night football game on December 28th, 2020, the Cam Newton year. Okay? You went into that game 6-8. and eight, you were still mathematically alive for the postseason. We thought. Well, no, I mean you were. I mean you didn't end up being, but at six and eight, you were still in the hunt. You weren't eliminated from the playoffs. Don't doubt the path, Greg. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> they, they, there were there were stakes. It, it wasn't just a throwaway game. You you want to stick on that for a minute and say that? <laughs> no, it was? no, no. I was just going to say. I mean, like we, yeah, yes, but in hindsight, they never had a chance. Okay, like, it was like I'm the just text, telling you, yeah. you know, in the moment, right. going into the game, and. You know, Buffalo was still a team that you didn't take seriously. I don't think Bill took him seriously. Remember, you almost walked into Buffalo and just about beat them with Cam Newton back in week eight of that year. You were driving for the at least a game-tying field goal, if not the touchdown, and I think it was Newton that fumbled. Yeah, he got punched out. Okay, so... By some reserve defensive lineman. Okay, but, but th- even though you're 6-8, and eight, you're just, you know, I, mathematically alive... I still think you look at Buffalo as, eh, Buffalo, eh, Josh Allen. I think Bill Belichick felt the same way. Because in the production meetings, to Lewis Riddick and that crew, he said, Josh Allen, I don't think he's all that. And that, I think, I think it's a similar moment because what happened in that game, I don't know if you remember, Bills won 38-9, Josh Allen I think in that game, I'll give you the exact uh, stats for him in that game, but they won 38 to nine. He was just about perfect in that game. I can give him to you if you want to go ahead. 27 of 36, four touchdowns, a rating of 138.7. Four touchdowns, no interceptions. Correct. 320 yards. In fact, he hasn't thrown an interception uh, against the Patriots since that first game in 2020. So this is why I say this is sort of a seminal moment for me. It's like, and I think it speaks to Bill's one of his problems now. He still thinks everybody else sucks. And he still thinks everybody else is going to lose. 
You know, and and I, I, people just keep repeating this about Bills, the, the art of war and like all this, this strategy of it's not you beating an opponent, it's sitting there waiting for him to beat and them to beat themselves. And I think that's also born out of the fact that Bill beat up the AFC East and the Bills for so long that he still went into a game at six and eight at the end of the 2020 season said they're not that good. They'll screw it up to the point where he talked about it with the Monday night crew. And Josh Allen then dangled on Bill Belichick's forehead. Four touchdowns, no interceptions, 320 in the air. They won 38 to nine, and it's been history ever since. And it's sort of like, I think it speaks to one of Bill's problems. He still thinks everybody else sucks and is going to lose. And that's a little bit of an arrogant thing or overconfident thing. But talk about how fortunes have turned since that game. And I think there was another one last year where we still thought Bill was in their heads after that win game. And Sean McDermott comes out and sounds like a lunatic. Let's not go off giving Bill Belichick all this credit. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Of course. And Micah Hyde. and They uh, broke him. And Poyer. Or Jordan other, Poyer, yeah. Poyer, the other safety, did the Millie Vanilli press conference. Like, oh, yeah. Remember that meltdown? <laughs> like, the Bills had a meltdown after did, that yeah. game. And it's still like, yeah, we're in the, the – we've ruined the Bills. We're in their head. And it's just taken so long for, I think, a lot of you to sort of come to the new reality. But I, I wonder if Bill's the same way. By this point, I'd like to think that he understands what the score is because basically Josh Allen has owned them since Bill called him out on Monday Night Football. I mean, as it turns out, that win game in Buffalo last year was just kind of an anomaly. It was a fluke. Mm-hmm. And it's their br- only win over the last two years. Yeah, Mary. and had Brian Dayball actually realized, you know, this quarterback I'm coaching here has a cannon. I should probably let him throw it. The Bills probably win that game. They should have. Since that Monday Night Football game, that embarrassment for you, you're 3-1 and one against the Bills, and again, the only loss was in a freaking hurricane. Josh Allen has completed 93 of 138 passes. That's almost 68%. He's thrown for over 1,000 yards, about 280 a game. Quarterback rating of 122.5, 13 13 touchdowns, no interceptions. It's been men against boys since that night. It was an embarrassing night for Bill. Oh, yeah, big time. He's shredded them since then. No picks, as you said. And even if you count the wind game, okay, count the wind game. Yes, all those numbers I just gave you are including that stupid wind game. I mean, so again, he's, he's absolutely destroyed the Patriots in anything other than a hurricane. So what is what does that mean this week, Greg? You know, they've had all year, you know, you know, since that playoff game last year, it's all geared towards stopping Josh Allen. It has to be, right? Like the 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 shoes on the other foot for 20 years, all these other teams in the division built their teams to stop Tom Brady to try to. And now you have to stop um Josh Allen. Do you think they have anything up their sleeve? Uh I I hope so. I mean, this is what I think their aim will be and and you know, the difference between the last two Bills games, the the one here where they had a chance, J.C. Jackson, if he catches that interception, Patriots have a chance, I think, to go ahead at that point. Um, you know, in the first matchup, they forced the Bills to go to 16 third downs. Okay, Bills conv- converted 9 of 16. So when you say first matchup, you mean the wind game? No, no, excuse me. The first, I don't count that game. Okay, That's the, not a real game. I don't I, count it. The I'm last two games. Yep. I don't even, so... In the first matchup at Gillette, yep. the second one, second of three, they forced the Patriots forced them, and also the Bills went for fourth down. So, yes, so between people, third and fourth downs. Thank you for mentioning this. Yes. People forget in the first half of that game, the Bills went for fourth down a couple different times. They were four of four on fourth down in the game. So the Bills came in like, well, we still have to take it to the Patriots. Like, yeah. I think both sides have sort of been working through 20 years of what it was. 
And the Bills came in here in that game like, no, no, fourth down. We have to go for it. We have to empty the sink against the Patriots. But anyway, Greg, I'm sorry. Continue. Um, so in the uh, – I'm just making sure I have my numbers right. But in the – so they went the, – the Bills went for three for four in the first matchup. Uh, they were six of 12 on third downs. So the Patriots did a really good job. Basically the way you need to defend Josh Allen is you need to stop the run. You need to get them to third down, and then you can set up some things as far as spying where we saw Mac Wilson spied Zach Wilson in the second half. They could probably use Uche a little bit there. They could use Raekwon McMillan. They could have something up their sleeve. But the big thing is you have to get the third down. In the second matchup, the Bills realized what was going on. In the second matchup, the Patriots only got them to third down seven times in the whole game. They were six of seven on third downs. Ooh. The Bills wised up and said, we got to play this like a CFL game. Six of seven is what percent, Mills? Oh, God, that's like uh, 85%. Keep going. So the Bills realized we need to play this as a CFL game, which is, you know, you only get two downs to, right. to you know, make a first down. And they did a really good job. If the Patriots aren't successful at getting Josh Allen to third down when they could set up some things and set up coverages and set up a spy – then they're in for a long night again. That's what they that's what they have to do. They have to get them to third down. And you know, quite frankly, long yardage as much as possible because that's when you get Josh Allen when he starts to play hero ball and starts to make stupid mistakes. It's what the Jets did. It's what uh you know, who was the other team that he threw a lot of uh, I think it was the Browns uh where he threw a bunch of, you know, he had those the streak where he was throwing red zone interceptions. Um that's what you have to do against Josh Allen. I do think the Patriots have that capability, but if I'm the Bills, I'm blowing past that. I thought, you know, the Vikings did a good job of that the other night. Okay, 10 questions with Bedard coming up. Your calls there, uh, thereafter. Don't go anywhere. Metallica in the round. M72 World Tour. Live across North America. Two nights, two different sets. Two-day tickets on sale Friday at 10 a.m. Presented by Blackened American Whiskey and Liquid Death Mountain Water. There are some things employees love hearing. Congrats. Nice presentation. Enjoy your vacation, Jack. Hey, there's food in the kitchen. Here's something else they'll love. At Harvard Pilgrim Healthcare, a Point32 health company, we offer benefits that empower employees to live healthier lives. From virtual care to digital tools that encourage healthy living, we've designed our plans with innovative and inclusive benefits that meet the needs of every workforce, giving people what they truly value. It's how we take healthcare personally. Day they bring you the very best. I honestly don't care if we suck. Michael Felger. What am I going to say something? Tony Maserati. He's a moose, though. Felger and Mavs continues now. How is that legal? On 98.5 The Sports Hub. You want the answer? You've got to ask the question. Do you have an opinion based on if you had to go with your gut, what, which way it would go? Uh, Sometimes you have to ask it over and over and over again. Why, 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 why? This is 10 Questions with Greg Bedard and Felger and Mass on 98.5 The Sports Hub. All right, here we go. 10 questions around the league with Bedard. And, of course, we are sponsored here. 10 Questions with Greg Bedard is brought to you by Awaken 180. Every Thanksgiving, a common tradition, Moscatel. Thanksgiving was last week. But <laughs> every Thanksgiving... Yeah, I meant holiday season. Every holiday season, a common tradition is to say what we're thankful for or what resolutions will we make, Moscatel. Yeah. This year, make better health 
your declaration by starting Awaken 180 today. Ten Do questions, it. ten minutes. We have to stay on time. Jimmy Stewart, what are our options? Football is truly chess on grass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Next. What What are they now? They're like six and five? Yeah. <laughs> a little something caught in my throat. Next. Cousins is top tenny. Ugh. He's top tenny. He's a loser. He's top tenny. Ugh, not against good teams, he's not. He's a pretty good passer. <laughs> that constitutes sports debate here on Felger Mass. Next. Jefferson, Hawkinstein. Hawkinson. Hawkinson. <laughs> Dalvin Cook, the running back, and Jefferson and Thielen. <laughs> Hawkinson. Yeah, okay. Yep. Next. Last one. Stop telling me the ball hit the ground. It didn't hit the ground, Capello. <laughs> <laughs> Arguing with the producer during the game. Doesn't get better than that. Hit it, Jimmy. Stop telling me the ball hit the ground. It didn't hit the ground, Capello. Okay, number 10. After Todd Bowles didn't use all of his timeouts at the end of the fourth quarter and the Bucks loss in Cleveland, do you think Tom Brady misses Bruce Arians right about now? <laughs> Probably. I mean, what was that? I, when you watch the rest of the league and we get a chance with these Thursday night games to watch more of the league, you now see why Belichick just throwing 90 now is way better than some of these guys. Does he miss him? No. Would he take him back? No, he hates the guy. No. Uh, I would think he probably does. This, by the way, was about the point where I felt like I should remove myself from this game because I felt like I was going to get arrested if I st stayed around for it. So you it. were there in Cleveland. I was. What a depressing, horrible place that that is. Anyway, uh, three timeouts in his pocket, 32 seconds left. All he needed to get was to the 35, and he completely capitulated. I couldn't believe what the hell I was watching. I know that offense sucks, but you still have Tom Brady. This is what he does. You have Mike Evans. It wasn't a great for him. Still... Take a shot, you a-holes. Get to the midfield. Set up for a field goal. Win that game. Don't take it in overtime because a loss was coming. Can I blame Brady just a little bit? Sure. Yeah. Like, you know, you're the offensive coordinator. You're, you are basically the head coach. And Todd Bowles is the associate head coach. That's your team. Call the timeout and take over. And even if the coach is telling you, no, play for overtime, tell him to go F himself and call the timeout and take over. So uh, I put a little bit of that on Brady. Next, please. Jefferson, Hawkinstein. Hawkinson. Hawkinson. Dalvin Cook, the running back, and Jefferson and Thielen. <laughs> Hawkinson. After Jeff Saturday didn't use any of his timeouts, down seven points until there were just 30 seconds left in the fourth quarter last night, do you think Jim Irsay is missing Frank Reich? Yeah, but he's missing a real coach. I mean, I, I think that probably ended Saturday's chance at the head job. I especially love this after the fourth down, they – throwing, miming for the flag yes. there. That was high-level coaching right there. I've never seen anything like that. I mean, what are you doing? Is, is anyone paying attention? Oh, he was gaining interest. Ursay's <laughs> <laughs> in an opiate haze, so he probably doesn't realize this until today, but he realizes Saturday's not the answer. I'm sure he doesn't miss Reich, but there's got to be someone new there next year. But this is another one. It's like, you know you have the freaking uh, rodeo clown I say that just half jokingly, but you know, you got Saturday there on the sidelines. He just got there. You can't leave it up to him on the time. That has to be Matt Ryan. He's been around the block. That's got to be, others have got to be more assertive there and like, don't leave it up to Jeff Saturday. Next. Football is truly chess on grass. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Number eight. What punishment should Odell Beckham be facing after he was reportedly passed out slash unresponsive and then refused to follow crew member instructions on a flight out of Miami over the weekend. The fracas caused the flight to be delayed by over two hours. Jail time. A lot of it. It a holiday weekend. First of all, travelers who get up and crowd the gate, they should serve jail time. The people who get up as soon as the flight lands also go to jail. This is the worst. You're coming back a holiday weekend. And Odell Beckham 
causes your flight to be delayed or canceled, he should have to serve at least 48 hours in jail for inconveniencing all those people. I love it. Jail time? Jail yeah. time. Yeah. Hard time. I was going to say nightsticks and life in prison. If yeah. you inconvenience people mm-hmm. on a plane, that's what you get. Especially you, holiday weekend. Usually I'd say death. Okay, yeah. but you know what? You know what came to... I actually tried to think of it practically. Me too. Go ahead. Uh, you know how you get like a voucher to travel whenever the, something like this happens? You should have to have to pay for everybody's vouchers well, and you we can go. argue that's on good. the amount. Mm-hmm. Jail time. I. Uh, how about is this... Can the airline ban them? Oh, good one. Ban them for... Two years, ban him for a year, ban him for life. You are the worst kind of person. If you take up someone else's time in a situation like that, you're traveling, you're going back to see your family, maybe you're going to see your kids, it's important to you, and now you've got to wait two hours or your flight gets canceled because some jack wagon won't do, I I don't know, any of the above, put on his seatbelt, take off his headphones, stow his uh, carry-on luggage properly, stop barking at the stewardess, wear a mask, I include that one, just wear the mask so we can get there, please. Like any of the above, if you are one of these people that holds up 250 people on a plane because of your thing, whatever it is, you suck. You are a bad person, and bad things should happen to you. Don't get me started. It's like, oh, I think those people are the worst. Put your seatbelt on, a-hole. Sit down. I don't care. Oh, I guess Odell Beckham's agent said the stewardess was overzealous or whatever. I don't care. Be more zealous. Whatever. (laughs) They tell you to sit down, sit your ass down. They tell you to buckle your seatbelt, buckle your seatbelt. They tell you to take your earbuds out, take them out. Your, Your bag doesn't fit, hand it to the person up front and let's go. And if you don't do any of that... Oh, my God. They should have the right to ban you. I could talk for four hours on that. Next. Throw them out of the building. Thank you. Force them to spend two <laughs> nights in jail, and they're never going to be able to go to a oh sporting event in Boston ever again. Jefferson, Hawkinstein. Hawkinson. Hawkinson. Dalvin Cook, the running back, and Jefferson and Thielen. And Hawkinson. Okay, number seven. You and Mike Holly famously said last month that you would take Zach Wilson over Mac Jones. Let's revisit that, shall we? Except I'll ask you this. Should it be Zach Wilson or Mike White? For now, solely because of his comments after the Patriots game, it should be Mike White. But long-term, Zach Wilson with a real coach. Mike White. White's a better player. Mike White. Yeah, you would think so because he had a zappy game on Sunday. Mike White. No pressure. Mike White. No big-time throws. Mike White. Easy. Mike White. We call that a zappy. Mike White. Mike White. He does the basic basic stuff easy, and Zach Wilson can't. Next. Cousins is top tenny. He's top tenny. He's a loser. He's top tenny. Ugh, not against good teams, he's not. He's a pretty good passer. <laughs> Number six, do we feel different differently about the uh, epidemic across the NFL of going for two? Do we feel differently about that now? Because we all hate it. But do we, do we feel differently after both Jacksonville and the Chargers won their games going for two late? No, because they're two middling teams, and part of the reason that they're there is because of the decisions they made earlier in the season. So, no, I don't feel any different. That yes. it worked for once. Yes, and in fact, I, I would say yes, except that I felt this way always. The one at the end of the game, that's a coin flip anyway. Like, what are you going to do? Go to overtime and risk losing the toss? Or you might as well take the shot. You're down on the goal line. If you think you can get in to win it, do it then. What the hell? Let's go. It is different at the end of the game. I can talk myself into the ballsiness of trying to go for it then rather than some point in the second quarter. Yes, absolutely. The end of the game is different. 
than chasing points earlier in the game because the percentages say this or that. End of the game. And I, now, I don't know if these guys did it because of that. Who knows? That charge, that Staley nerd. Both of them go for it all the time. Okay, so Peterson's got a little more bo- old-school football balls to him where I think Staley is just purely the analytics and the percentages. But there's certainly a case for me. If you're getting outplayed or if you're one point down against a team that's better than you, your odds of beating him on that one play are better than playing another 10 minutes. So go for it. I have no problem with going for two to win the game at the end. I have no problem with that at all. Next. What what are they now? They're like six and five. Yeah. Yeah. Number five. <laughs> if someone has your number, tool bag question. If someone has your number, should you feel foolish calling that person a tool bag? In other words, is Sean McDermott a tool bag? Good coach, but he is. And no, you shouldn't feel bad because he still is. The way he gets involved with the refs and he's chitter-chattering and all this stuff and doing motion. No, he's a tool. Okay, so even though he kicks your ass, you can't. it's okay to call him a tool bag. Correct. Okay. I mean, there are lots of successful people in the world who have way more money than me can buy and sell me. I'd still call him a tool. By these, param- by these parameters, for Patriots fans and Bill to look at Sean McDermott as a tool, like they should feel like a-holes. You have, he's got your number, but he's a red ass and a tool. The guy's a tool. Next. Football is truly chess on grass. Okay, the Colts were the latest team last night to roll out a throwback or alternate uniform. What's been your favorite version of those across the league? Any team? Patriots. Love them. Can't wait to see them on Thursday night. I mean, I'm the wrong person asking this. I don't pay enough attention to it, but I went Pats. Dolphins. They had those like 72 oh, great. throwback. I love those. those are beautiful. Uh, are the Bills going throwback on Thursday? Uh, probably all white, I would imagine. Like okay, that. but sometimes they have an old Buffalo logo, like mm-hmm. a little more. Oh, I like that old logo on the helmet. Old, uh, ornamental, that old Buffalo. That's pretty snappy, too. All right, next. Stop telling me the ball hit the ground. It didn't hit the ground, Capello. De- uh, Deion Sanders is apparently the top choice or has been offered the job at the University of Colorado. Would you like to see Deion Sanders coach in the NFL? And if so, where's the best landing spot? I would. Chargers. Put him in L.A., give him some sort of pizzazz with that team, something. Dallas. Dion and Dallas. That's where I want him. That would be awesome. Make the team that drafted you relevant. Go to the Falcons. Oh, the worst place for him. Would you take him here? Sure. Sure. Yeah, oh, for, I'd love him here. For, for yeah, the, yeah, hell for yeah. The content. Why he, not? It, he's deserving. I mean, he took over that Jackson State thing. They were like 1-11. I think they're 11-0 right now. Yeah, they are. They're unbeaten. So, like, I sort of like him in the college ranks. Can you imagine recruiting? Deion Sanders comes into your living room? Like, that's pretty good. It's not quite the same in the pros. I'd take him any day of the week. He's tracking to be an NFL coach. He should be anyway. Next. Cousins is top tenny. He's top tenny. He's a loser. He's top tenny. Not against good teams, he's not. He's a pretty good passer. Number two, Maz, uh, Greg, uh, Maz really more, wanted to put Jim Harbaugh back in the NFL. He's wanted to put him there for years. After seeing what he's done in Michigan this year, where is currently the best spot for him? Should he be back in the NFL? I'd like to see him with the Colts. Didn't he quarterback the Colts? He did. Yeah. They were on my list. Indy was on my list. As with Chicago, he'd be a good Bears coach. Oh, yeah. And Detroit. Is that Michigan now? Put him with the Lions. He'll Mm. invigorate that franchise. Interesting. Yeah, I said here or Detroit. Stay in Michigan. Go take over the Lions. Oh, he'd be good here, too. We'd have fun with him. Oh, yeah. No, I'd like Harbaugh here, yeah. Last one. Stop telling me the ball hit the ground. It didn't hit the ground, Capello. What's your least favorite fan base in the NFL, uh, Greg? And I did refrain from phrasing the question thusly. Other than Patriots fans, what's your least favorite <laughs> fan base in the NFL? Two anons, just in general. I mean, those people who go nuts about the Tua Dolphins yeah, and are right. out on Twitter and all this stuff. Like, let the guy win something. 
two anons. Yeah. Maz? Browns. Browns. I, I just think, A, they're pathetic. B, they're ugly. And they dress, <laughs> they dress up like dogs, in some cases appropriately. Yeah, I mean, I just saw them firsthand. Maz might have it. It's the Browns. It's the Browns or the Steelers in a coin flip. I hate Steelers fans. But at least they win. Okay. But, but they're all Where's pigs, your diatribe though? about female Steelers fans at, well, the, at the airport? No, if you listen closely to the Browns when I took a little shot in there. <laughs> uh, what happened to the Bills Mafia there, Greg? Uh, they intimidate you? I think I have them all muted and blocked, so they I haven't heard them. <laughs> <in a while. laughs> all right, so they, yeah. I, I get it. I, They've been silent. <laughs> yeah. You don't even know what they're doing. All right, uh, the J- Jelani Tavai contract extension. Oh, God. I bet you didn't even know he was up for a con- I bet you didn't even know some of you, the guys on the team. We'll hit on this and your calls right after Big Jim Murray's up. Hi, this is William Casotas, CEO of Lazy River Products, Massachusetts' premier fully integrated cannabis retailer and manufacturer in Dracut. Easily accessible off of Route 93, 495, and Route 3. We carry only the highest quality cannabis products available today, from the perfect flower to the tastiest edibles, vapes, and other cannabis concentrates. Lazy River Products has it all. Whether you be a seasoned cannabis connoisseur or someone who is just coming back into the market, our knowledgeable staff will help find the right product for you. True craft quality cannabis has finally arrived in Massachusetts. Visit LazyRiverProducts.com, and as always, our pricing includes the tax. Please consume responsibly. This product may cause impairment and may be habit-forming. For use only by adults 21 years of age or older, keep it reach of children. This product has not been analyzed or approved by the Food and Drug Administration. There is limited information on the side effects of using this product, and there may be associated health risks. Marijuana use during pregnancy and breastfeeding may pose potential harms. It's against the law to drive or operate machinery when under the influence of this product. Keep this product away from children. There may be health risks associated with the consumption of this product. Marijuana can impair concentration, coordination, and judgment. The impairment effects of edible marijuana may be delayed by two hours or more. In case of accidental ingestion, contact the Poison Control Hotline at 1-800-222-1222 or 911. This product may be illegal outside of Massachusetts. Massachusetts State License Number MR282562. Metallica in the round M72 World Tour Live across North America Two nights, two different sets Two-day tickets on sale Friday at 10 a.m. Presented by Blackened American Whiskey and Liquid Death Mountain Water The most popular afternoon radio show in Boston Some sort of prid quo quo there Felger like, well, but, so, uh, Excuse me And Mass Excuse me 98.5 The Sports Up yeah, Jelani's done a good job for us. Played a lot of football. Um, split on every down. Um, a smart, versatile player. It's, you know, earned playing time. So that's Bill talking about Jelani Tavai. Did you just have the second half of that answer, Jimmy? Because there's the second half that kind of bugged me. Is that uh, production and consistency wide, at least reportedly, uh, you reached an extension with him today? Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. Performance, yeah. And his contract was up. It's another reason. Or it's going to be. His contract was up. So you can't let that guy go to free oh, agency. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you got to get to that guy early. Yeah, I mean, because that's typically what they do when anybody's contract is up. They re-sign him. <laughs> that piece, I don't know, like that one sort of got me. It's like, no, no, well, he's up. And you can't, if Jelani Tavai hits the market, there, uh, there's no telling the bidding war. How could they come back defensively <laughs> if they lose Jelani Tavai? Jelani Tavai, two years, four million, something like this. I don't know. I don't care. What are your thoughts on it? I say, I don't care. It's like... Go ahead. What are your thoughts? It's a joke. Look, I I don't what Bill said, versatile, you know, has played for us. Like I understand look, he's a he's a smart guy, he's a tough guy. Okay. 
good player as a can play every position up front, you know, basically in the front seven and play on special teams. Good, valuable guy to have as a backup. But my whole issue with Tavai and, you know, Gasper, you know, we all sort of saw it in training camp that very early on, Tavai's playing a lot of snaps in the middle of this defense, and we are blown away. It's it's everything that's wrong with what's going on with this team wrapped up into one player. You have Bill didn't prepare. His personnel moves fail. Cameron Grown didn't work out at linebacker. Mac Wilson, they traded for, didn't work out at linebacker as a starter. Uh, Raquan McMillan didn't work out at linebacker. So now they had to go to Tavai. He It has the nepotism wrapped up into this. How? Because guess who made him a second-round pick? Of the Detroit Lions. Matt Patricia. Mind you, this is a guy. Listen, this is a guy who is 40 time coming out of Hawaii. Guess what his 40 time was? Uh, As a linebacker, who would you say? Second high. He was 43rd overall. 43rd. It should be a good 40 time. Yeah, it should be 4-5, maybe something better. Yeah. Jelani Tavai ran a 4-8-6. You're saying that's not good. Bailey that Bailey Zappi ran a four eight eight. <laughs> and he can't run. <laughs> and he can't run. Should put him at linebacker. Matt Patricia <laughs> drafted him forty third overall. As soon as Patricia was fired, he was gone. Talai lasted two years. The only team and the Patriots signed him to the practice squad last year. The Patriots were the only team. I wonder why. Who was in charge? Who was doing some front office stuff uh, last year for the Patriots? Uh, now, look, this isn't about Tavai. It's nothing personal. He's a good player. He's played well for them against the bad teams. My lowest rating games, and I checked PFF, they agreed. His worst games, Chicago, Miami, Green Bay, Baltimore, Minnesota. You know, the, the whole talk in the offseason was about we're going to get faster. We're going to get faster on defense. They have Jawan Bentley back on a contract extension. They have Jelani Tavai, who is a poor substitute for Dante Hightower and Kyle Van Noy, sort of that ilk. Mac Rowe has to be going nuts. This has to be a Patricia and Belichick call because Mac Rowe, his whole thing, you want to get you want to get faster on defense, go get fast guys or what you know whatever yeah, he yeah, said. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. And he ain't fast. He ain't fast. So get go get the slow Patricia well, Bobo from Detroit. What is Mike Lombardi? Mike Lombardi says when you're Mike linebackers, when your inside linebackers are slow, your defense are slow is slow. The Patriots are molasses. Like he's fine. I he was in my top three against the Jets last week. Wonderful, great. My highest rated games for him, the Jets in Week 10, Indy, and Pittsburgh. Trash offenses. Suck, I mean, suck, suck. <laughs> Football is truly chess on grass. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and look, if Bill has some sort of great scheme, if they're, if they're going to defeat a Josh Allen or one of these teams coming down the stretch, Tavai probably isn't on the field very much, then, okay, go, go nuts, Bill. But, I mean, $4.4 million. The base salary for someone of his tenure – is just over a million dollars. They pay him double double the rate. Who are they bidding against? I mean, Seriously. look, I don't really care about the money. I because but the thing is, it's like I don't think he's here to be a backup. Just, That's what's really annoying me. That I think he's here. They're like, oh, we have a starter, really cheap. We're going to get him on a team friendly deal. We're brilliant. It's to wait, here's what's annoying to me. Okay, the, I for, I forgot or didn't know the Patricia thing. 
Now you say it, it sounds familiar, but that's right. Oh, he came from Detroit with, oh, God. Okay, hate that. But secondly, it's like, this is so them, this kind of contract. Meanwhile, I think Jacoby Myers is up too. He is. Okay, yeah. now that guy is a, a tougher call because he's productive. He's going to cost you some money. You probably look at him and you go, ah, we made him. We can get the next one of him. We're not going to pay him. But yet he's really, really valuable, more important to you than Jelani Tavai, in my opinion. And you're going to let him dangle. You're going to bust his balls all the way to the to the finish line. Maybe he's here. Maybe he's not. But you're going to bust his balls every step of the way and try and save every nickel on him. But Jelani Tavai goes first because he's Patricia's guy and he's probably a yes or no sir and cheap and easy to sign and all of that. It's like, that's what annoys me. Well, it should annoy you. I'll Jelani you. Tavai. Yeah, and the other thing, too, and, I, you know, I don't know if you listened to the whole press conference. I suspect you did. The, if you go on later in that thing, Bill's asked about the linebackers in general, and he says, yeah, I think our linebackers have been pretty good this year. <laughs> and So, again, I look at it as... Same the, guy who thinks his defense is good statistically. Right, exactly. So against I, the bad teams. Like, I look at it as the group. How does the group perform? And, you know, and obviously guys are going to flash it. Their linebacking core blows. They were. Gr- I will say this, and, and and I wrote this. The linebackers against the Jets. That was one of the best group, uh, best linebacking performance I've ever seen out of a group in the past few years for the Patriots. And then they stunk this this past week against the Vikings. I mean, the Patriots got exposed on all three levels. From you know the Vikings shut down their little twists and stunts. How Judon gets basically all of his pressure, or a lot of his pressure, is on these you know cheap little loops. The Vikings shut all that down. The Patriots couldn't do anything. And once they couldn't get pressure, then the linebackers get exposed, and then the cornerbacks get exposed. Like it all got exposed by a good deep, a good offense and a good offensive coordinator. And you know, that's just the problem with this defense. Like, they're great. They build up their stats. They're great. They keep people excited against the bad offenses and the bad quarterbacks. But they don't do anything against the good ones. Final thoughts with Bedard and your calls. Long commercial-free segment next. Education. There are some things employees love hearing. Congrats. Nice presentation. Enjoy your vacation, Jack. Hey, there's food in the kitchen. Here's something else they'll love. At Harvard Pilgrim Healthcare, a point thirty-two health company, We offer benefits that empower employees to live healthier lives. From virtual care to digital tools that encourage healthy living, we've designed our plans with innovative and inclusive benefits that meet the needs of every workforce, giving people what they truly value. It's how we take healthcare personally. That's the ease at which you get information. You're always connected and informed. So if you're diabetic and still using old technology and finger pricks, what are you waiting for? U.S. Med carries the highest quality continuous glucose monitors, which provide real-time readings of blood glucose levels. U.S. Med is an approved provider for Medicare and over 500 private insurers. Call 1-888-US-MED-17 today. That's 1-888-US-MED-17 today. And manage your diabetes as easy as... Now, more of Felger and Mad. Now, on, on, on the Sports Hub. You, know, you could argue there were elements of last night's game and some other games. and But you're right, last night's game was the, the least competitive game that we played last year. So, um, again, that's, is, that, is that what we are or is that a, you know, a bad night? Um, yeah, um, we'll, we'll see when we start playing again next year, I guess. All right, that was Belichick the day after that debacle of a playoff loss 
And he said basically again, paraphrasing there, it was a one-off. Most like any other game we ever played. I guess we'll find out when we start playing again next year. And so we'll find out when they play again on Thursday night. I mean, sure, they've come back this year and they're not a basket case of a team. They're just middling and disappointing and they've taken steps back in certain regards. But for the most part, it, that, it's not like they're quitting on games like they did in that playoff game. But the real the real uh, challenge comes Thursday night against Buffalo. All right, let's uh, wrap up some uh, calls here for Greg Bedard. Here's uh, Judy and Dalton. Go ahead, Judy. Uh, this call is for um, Bedard, and I just want to know what he thought about the play with Hunter Henry and the touchdown that was overturned. Okay, the Hunter Henry non-touchdown. Uh, I thought, you know, I think it should be a catch, but by the letter of the law, uh, it was correctly ruled. And I thought that McCauley said it right away. I think that Pereira said it right away. Those guys know more about it than me. I thought it was, by the letter of the law, the way the rule's written right now, it was the correct call. Okay, we've got Bob in the car. Bob's up next. Hi, Bob. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, you know, you made a great point earlier, Mike, and I just wanted to expound on it a little bit. Where you were talking about, were these problems here all the time and Brady just covered up for them? And I think you can look at the roster. Back in 2003, 2004, we had Hall of Famers on the defense. We had studs on both sides of the ball that weren't named Brady because they didn't know what Brady was. Once they figured out what they could get away with, with that guy's genius, so true. they stopped spending any money on any kind of talent on either side of the ball just because this guy constantly bailed them out. Well, that... And I've been saying this for years. Okay, so I mean, you're overstating it a little bit. There were years they spent, and there were guys that they brought in but I, I do agree, like the, that first half of the dynasty, even though Brady was incredibly important and you're not winning some of those without him, they didn't, it was like he was covering up your problems. You were a really well-rounded team, okay? All, both sides of the ball, on the sideline, the whole thing, okay? So he wasn't covering up many problems there for you. He was certainly helping you win and the key to winning. But I think, you know, as the further we went, the more he was covering up problems. And this is what I'm saying, Greg. It's like there had to have been a lot of games there where – the special teams maybe gave up a touchdown or there a bad penalty or two or the defense was porous and you won the game and we sort of just brushed it under the rug because you won and Brady was the key to it. And I, I, I think, you know, that's gone and that's gone for most teams. You're not like most teams. You're not going to have someone there to bail you out. Is that, and I also, one thing I wanted to get to that, um, you know, about Mac Jones and you guys talk about his fourth quarter comebacks. Um, you know, you only get a fourth quarter comeback if you guys, if you end up winning the game. You know, you don't just get a fourth-quarter comeback oh. if you give them a lead. Thank you. So against Tampa Bay last year, Mac Jones led them to a field goal drive with 4.34 left and, in fact, drove them Again. to where they had a chance. Yep. And Bill elected to kick a 54-yard field goal in the rain. It led them down. Dallas, the 75-yard pass to Kendrick Bourne gave the Patriots the lead with 2.11 left, and they lost. Against the Colts, now... The page, Mac Jones and the Patriots got off to a horrible start in that game. So this is the Colts last year now? The Colts last year. They trailed 20-7. to seven. Sometimes quarterbacks have that. He led them back to Hunter, Hunter Henry with, a, with 221 left to bring Patriots within three. They needed a stop, get the ball back. And, of course, Jonathan Taylor scores the touchdown against Buffalo last year. Mac Jones led them. Well, a lot of it was Damian Harris, but the Patriots got within a touchdown with 7.37 left. The defense couldn't get a hold. J.C. Jackson doesn't pick off that pass. They, if he does, they probably score. Um, there was the uh, sorry the, the the Dolphins game later on in the season. 
Damian Harris scores with 2.53 left to bring the Patriots within three points. The, the Patriots can't hold again. Right. They can't hold Tua. That kind of stuff goes on over and over again with this team. I remember the Saints game earlier in the season. The Patriots drive down. The Saints basically held the ball for like the last nine minutes of the That's game. That's right. I remember that. Taysom so Hill. It's not, yeah, like, right. Mac Jones, it's not right. like Mac Jones and the offense have been inept in the fourth quarter, but it's a whole team thing. I don't think they have those killers. Teddy Bruschi, Willie McGinnis, to the caller's point. These guys who help clinch games at the end after the offense does their part. So, you know, again, don't just indict the quarterback on all this stuff. Okay, Greg, final thoughts. Patriots-Bills coming up Thursday. You know, I, I think the Patriots hang. I just don't think that the I, – I like the Bills by about a touchdown in this game. I just think that Josh Allen and his feet, which he had 60-plus yards rushing in each of the games, is a huge factor in this game. And one thing I wanted to add – Cyber Monday deal going on at BFJ, BFJ. <laughs> 40% off if you want to come over and join. Okay. Greg, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Uh, we've got an update with Big Jim Murray. 90 seconds, no commercials. We come back. We'll continue to take your football calls. I got more thoughts on the arc and the direction of both the Bills and the Patriots in the last year or two. We'll give you a thought on the uh, soccer as it's winding to a close right after Big Jim Murray's update. There are some things employees love hearing. Congrats. Nice presentation. Enjoy your vacation, Jack. Hey, there's food in the kitchen. Here's something else they'll love. At Harvard Pilgrim Healthcare, a Point32 health company, we offer benefits that empower employees to live healthier lives. From virtual care to digital tools that encourage healthy living, we've designed our plans with innovative and inclusive benefits that meet the needs of every workforce, giving people what they truly value. It's how we take healthcare personally. Baby on the way? You should look into cord blood banking with Viacord, and there's no better time than right now. Viacord is offering incredible cyber savings until December 2nd, so for just dollars a day, you can start planning for your family's future health. Visit Viacord.com, that's V-I-A-C-O-R-D.com, to learn all about cord blood's benefits and take advantage of Viacord's best price of the year, V-I-A-C-O-R-D.com.